Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Put It On The Board podcast. I am um, your co-host at White Sox City, and <laughs> I sounded like um, a elegant person saying city like that. Um, but anyway, um, so joining me today is our other co-host of the podcast at White Sox Orbit. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hopefully... Hopefully we get a big W in the crosstown today. Yeah, um, so first off, I just want to clarify some things. So this is actually the first time that you're technically hearing this, but we've been trying to get this going for a good three weeks or so now. Um, that's my fault. My email was never working, but we finally got this started, so yay. Anyways, it's a good thing that it got started because we can talk about all these moves. We can talk about what moves we want to see in the offseason to cover an obvious hole that was um, brought up uh, at the trade deadline. I think we all know what we're talking about here. Um, And uh, also talk about the Crosstown series um, and uh, what to expect. Um, I'm personally expecting big expectations, um, and I think those will be lived up to because... In my opinion, we have three uh, out of our three most consistent pitchers of the year, in my personal opinion. Um, uh, Pitching, we have Cease, Lynn, and Rodon. You can rip on me for Cease all you want, but I think he's been more consistent than Giolito. That's not to say that Giolito hasn't been bad, but I really, really like what Cease is bringing. So, going into... um, I guess let's talk about all these new acquisitions, I guess. Um, so first off, it comes out um, that Cesar Hernandez has been traded for, pretty much gave up nothing for him. So first off, how'd you feel about particularly getting him and, you know, at the time, was it a good enough replacement for Nick Madrigal? We got him because I didn't expect uh, Cleveland to uh, trade trade in, inside the division with us, and I thought they'd uh, blindly and uh, delusionally uh, still try to compete. So I was I was surprised they kind of waved that white flag, and uh, I liked the move at the time, like because at the time uh, I I just thought. Uh, Madrigal would be here next year. Caesar goes into the super utility role with like no 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 re- mood to re-sign Leary, which is good. Yep. Yeah. He provides his stats at the time, like when they both were traded, were similar to Escobar. Like there were a couple different second base candidates we were open for, but I never once thought Cesar Hernandez and. I like, and I turned out liking the move, and he's been getting a couple hits tonight, seems like. Yeah, I really, really like what I've seen with the glove, and also he's doing something that we kind of need right now. Um, He's actually getting on base, Um, which, with Grandal out, I'd say that's our biggest weakness, and I think it's glaringly obvious. Um, So, there's that. Um... I liked the move, too, at the time, um, and I still like the move. Um, 
but as we go into deeper into the podcast, we're going to talk about what we might see in the off season, what to expect, um, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, of course, Ryan Tapera, that's the second acquisition that we make at the tra- trade deadline. Another good trade for us. He's been uh, he's been great his last two outings. Um, he should have been put in in the seventh inning. I have no idea why we put Lopez in there. Um, but uh, I th- I thought that was a good good acquisition personally. I thought it was too. Um, people were booing him off the field. I was I was at his first first outing. Yeah, it was a bad outing. But I mean, like, why boo him? I think there's so people have ridiculous expectations for and paper for him because he came from the Cubs and for some reason people hate ideas of trading with the Cubs. Like I have no idea why. So like yeah, his first two outings were rough. People were saying it was a bad acquisition. I'm like, it's just two outings. Like people have rough stretches. And yeah, I, I like the move at the time. I still like the move. He's been looking really good. As of late, and Beardy should have been put in the seventh inning yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know why White Sox fans hate the idea of trading with the Cubs when they single-handedly gave us Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez in the same trade. But whatever, um, you know. So move was good, um, uh, and then. Like an hour before the trade deadline ended, a absolute nuke dropped. Nick Madrigal, Cody Hoyer, who I personally both like, uh, got traded for Craig Kimbrell. If you want to have a lockdown bullpen, sometimes listen. The White Sox want to win a World Series. They don't want to wait. They want to win it now. Nick Madrigal doesn't help anything sitting out the whole year. And that's just something that people are going to have to accept. Simple as that. I agree with that. And to a glaring hole, like, yeah, Aaron Bummer's been pitching pretty good as of late, but I mean, like, would you rather have Aaron Bummer or Craig Kimbrell or Liam Hendricks in the eighth inning? I'd take Craig Kimbrell or Liam Hendricks. Flip flopping, eighth and ninth. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, giving up Nick Madrigal is an easy decision, and I'm sure that it wasn't an easy decision for Rick Hahn, but guys, if you want to win a world title, you have to make these moves, and if you look at the free agent market, there are better players that can give you better production than Nick Madrigal, and that's just... A fact. And if that means we win a World Series title and we lose Nick Madrigal, I'm fine with that. So, gonna miss him. Gonna miss Cody Hoyer, too. I thought he was really, really good. Um, but we needed, we needed Kimbrel, quite honestly. We needed more bullpen depth. We needed more bullpen arms. Sometimes these decisions just have to be made. But, you know, as you look into the offseason, though, um, we have some good options. 
we could tender Cesar Hernandez, which is, first off, I like the idea of that right now because he's been drawing his walks, and um, I do believe he's going to hit his first homer as a White Sox in this series against the Cubs. Um, and uh, he's been looking pretty good um, with the glove as well. Um, he's got a good eye, probably the best eye on the team right now, quite honestly, um, that isn't injured. Because obviously, Grandal would be any given day. Um, but I mean, you tend to our Cesar Hernandez, and then you could sign Mark Canna or Starling Marte. Stay away from Michael Conforto. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, I agree. He's just—he's too inconsistent. Like, personally, I think that's what his main problem is. And, uh... Starling Marte and Mark Hanna are having incredible seasons. Incredible seasons. Um, Canna can... The only argument that people give, though, for Conforto is because he's a, a lefty. But, like, you'll never get that argument from me because I'd rather have the best players available, but some people are just looking at him because we, we barely have lefties. <laughs> Well, we do have Grandal, Mancada, uh, they're both switch hitters, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Grandal looks like he's much more comfortable. Cesar actually, I don't know. Oh, Cesar's a switch hitter too. Um, Grandal is actually, honestly, I don't have a preference for Grandal. He's just that good. Um, he's been doing, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like he, he has more power lefty, but he can still get hits right-handed, too. Yeah. Um, when he had that huge power season with the Brewers, he was pretty lefty. Um, uh, so, also, Tim Anderson can spray the ball anywhere, which is... A good, um, a good thing. It's always nice to have a player who can actually do that and not just pull the ball constantly. Um, you know, um, Abreu almost has no opposite field power. I don't think it's even existent. Um, you know, uh, but I think Canna and Marte. I think they're both. I, I do think a deal gets done for one of the two. And if it doesn't get done, look at the free agent market for second base. It's actually really, really good. You have two all-stars, Chris Taylor and Marcus Simeon, former White Sox Marcus Simeon. Both those players, I love those options. And you could say, well, what are we going to do third outfield? Well, you could um, play Angle and and uh, Hernandez in the outfield. Hernandez does have experience in the outfield. Um, so you could do that, or you could just give Angle the bench roll. Um, I, for one, would really like him as our 10th um, uh, hitter, which just means he's our you know best backup hitter we have. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think that sounds like a pretty good idea to sign Simeon or... Taylor. Yeah, and 
And also, don't forget, Chris Taylor could play the outfield, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, um, so play yeah, Taylor and Hernandez. Um, also, one thing you don't want to overlook with Mark Canna, if Jose Abreu ever goes down and Andrew Vaughn just is too good in the outfield, Mark Canna plays first base. Um, he plays anywhere in the outfield, and he can play first base. So, he is a really, really good option, and he is our best option, if you're asking me. Um, as for Marte, I don't know, um, I think, uh, I think he's a good option, too. Um, he's having an amazing season with the Marlins. Uh, not the Marlins, I'm sorry. With the Athletics and the Marlins. Um, but yeah, two two really, really good options. And then we can sign Simeon or Taylor. I do think Canna is the route. Um, and honestly, I don't think that Simeon is more likely um, to sign than Taylor. I'd put my money on Taylor, quite honestly. Um Chris Taylor's just been going up, 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 up every single year. And he finally got to make an all-star team because he's finally getting some consistent reps at second base. Um, I love Chris Taylor. I love Marcus Simeon. Um, you know, if you could pick one of these four of Taylor, Simeon, Marte, and uh, Canna, who, who, and then you can tender Cesar Hernandez, um, who, who would you go with? It's tough. It's between, for me personally, it's between Canna and Taylor, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I love, like, sorry, really sorry like to, sorry to cut you off, but, like, I really, really like, as soon as I heard that Taylor was a free agent, I really, really like that sound, because I like the idea of Simeon, but Taylor just, the name just, I mean, the versatility there is really, really nice. And that's having two of those players and possibly Cesar Hernandez and Chris Taylor. That would be really wonderful. Yeah. So, who's your final pick? I know you like Canna, but for my opinion, it's Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good pick. I really really. Average. It's for power. I really, really like both. Um, I think Canna's really, really underrated, but do we really, really need another power bat if all our guys are going to be healthy? Guys, Jose Abreu is high power, high strikeout. Luis Robert, that that's the high strikeout's going to go way down. The high power is going to go way up for Luis Robert. He also has better plate discipline now. It's looking like he's been working on it a little bit. Um, especially with all the walks he's drawing in AAA. Um, but Robert just looks really, really, like, that guy's just determined to be something really, really special, and I think he will be, but, um, like you said, Taylor is a really, really nice option, because, you know, in terms of the eye test, you got the average eye test as in, Weird, I mean, not weird, regular stats, um, not, you know, WRC plus or anything like that. 
Taylor is still a good player, advanced stats-wise. Um, I, 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 I honestly don't know. I think Taylor will cost less. Um, but, like, it may be a little bit more. We may have to overpay him a bit, because it's going to be hard. It's also going to be kind of hard for the Dodgers to let him go, too. They have to let him go. They have way too many players. It's Seager or Taylor, and it, honestly, it should be both that are leaving. If I'm Chris Taylor, why would I stay with the Dodgers, quite honestly? That's true. I no longer have outfield reps. Mookie Betts. Trey Turner. That's true. Trey Turner, too. Corey Seager might... I don't know how they're going to get him, but wouldn't be surprised, quite honestly. Um... Gavin Lux is coming up. It's like the Kike and Jock thing last year. Why would I re-sign with this team if they're not going to give me the reps that I think I deserve and I think I'm going to get with the team that actually needs me? So. That's true. I, I don't think Taylor's coming back there. Um, I, I think I, I want to go with Canna because he's just been more consistent and I still like what Hernandez is bringing, but it's really, really close, like you said. Um, but, you know, I, I was contemplating whether or not we were going to get another bat in the offseason. Now that Madrigal is gone, 100% guarantee you that one of these four of Simeon, Marte, Canna, and Taylor will be a White Sox over the offseason. I, I almost guarantee it. Um... It just, like, with Magical coming back, I was kind of like, well, maybe they don't do it. Maybe they just, like, tender Hernandez and have him and Angle patrol right field. That's not going to happen anymore. They they know what they did. They knocked out a high-average guy in a high-strikeout uh, uh, team. They they know what they have to do. It's They're going to add another offensive bat. Um, and I do think Carlos Rodon resigns too. Um, it's not really a wish list. I, it's just I don't know. I believe in Rickon. I think he'll get a deal done with Rodon, and I think we'll get a deal done with one of those four players that we mentioned. Yeah, with the the Bulls off season so far, hopefully that means Jerry's willing to spend a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, a little bit, it's an understatement at this point. He'd spent a ton. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce Darmian. I, I can't pronounce his name, I'm sorry. Um, uh, whoever they got from, is it Portland? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't keep up with basketball that much, but I do know that Lonzo Ball is a good signing. So, um, Jerry's willing to spend money. He's probably going to spend more money. So, um, yeah. But, you know, so going away from moves that the White Sox made and also kind of depression that Nick Madrigal is gone, um, we also got some interesting stuff. Um, so... The Cubs series is this weekend. Kyle Hendricks versus Lance Lynn. Carlos Rodon versus Adbert Elzelay. 
it's Adbert, not Albert. It's Adbert. I don't. I just learned that. Um, then it's Davies versus Cease. So game three is an automatic win. Um, and then uh, I don't know. Um, unless the White Sox like to show up like they do against every other crappy pitcher. Uh, no, I, I think they're going to win against Davies. Uh, um, this might be bold, but listen, their best hitter is out today. I think he has an off day. Patrick Wisdom. This might be yeah, bold, but because... Wilson Contreras is out, too. Wilson Contreras and Patrick Wisdom are out today. I said the Cubs' best opportunity to win was today. Their two best hitters are out today. They're not winning. Sorry. Not going to happen. I, I I predict a White Sox sweep. That's bold. We got our three most consistent starters, if you ask me. Because Giolito has had some blow-ups this year. And, I mean, he just had one against the Royals. He did have one against the Red Sox. You can't just, you know, he he is a good pitcher. It's just, I think the fans who are talking crap about him, because it keeps happening, because people have no class. I'm talking to you, whoever direct messaged uh, R.E.G. Alito, and by the way, she is a very, very nice person, and you should feel ashamed for yourself. Anyway, uh, I think Cease is going to dominate the Cubs, quite honestly. I really, really like what Cease is going to do. Revenge from last year against from the Cubs. You gave up that bomb water. Yep, when Darvis was pitching. I think we all remember that day. He was wheeling and dealing. Just gave up one run. White Sox lose a day game to the Cubs. Um, a couple of things to note. Last year, when we had that 10-to-1 blowout, Grandal hit like two home runs that series, and Robert hit a home run that series. Yeah. Um, that's not that good. For us, um, I don't think we're gonna need it because Jimenez, Abreu, Abreu had a three homer game. Jimenez, um, I think Anderson is due. Moncada is due. Hernandez, like I said earlier, I think he's gonna get his first home run. Um, and Robert is gonna be back next series, so. I don't know. Personally, I predict a sweep. What about you? Uh, sweep two out of three for the stocks. Um, let's face it. I think Jimenez will hit his stride. He loves hitting against the Cubs. So I, I think that'll be good. It seems like it's, it's it, either or. We seem to do good against Kyle Hendricks at Wrigley Field, but when we go when he faces at a guaranteed rate, he seems to do pretty good against us, which is sort of weird. But with with their best chance of winning today, because it's Kyle Hendricks, but no Patrick Wisdom, no Wilson Contreras, I'm with you. Bold prediction, we sweep them. Yeah, if they were batting Contreras and Wisdom, I would have said they have a chance to win today. And in fact, maybe I'll give them the the win today in my prediction because Hendricks is. I said this on my story, but I think he's the most consistent 
pitcher in baseball. This guy, like, never gives up anything hard hit, like, ever. It's like the starting pitcher of Aaron Bummer. Um, I mean, Kyle Hendricks is just consistent, 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 but this is a bullpen that no longer has its best reliever, Brad Weick. Um, I think I pronounced that right. Cubs win can DM me later if I got that wrong. Um, they just lost Chafin. They lost Tep. They lost Kimbrell. Um, they're also going to be facing Tep and Kimbrell. They lost... Did I get everybody? Mm, I want to say I did. Uh, oh, they did, they did add Hoyer, but he got a lot of work. Uh, the last couple of days, so they're probably going to rest him. Um, yeah, they, they. Other than Hoyer, I don't know who's coming out of their bullpen. Quite honestly, it's not. It's not good. Because if it was All good, right. <laughs> yeah, they have pretty much nothing coming out of there. So, I mean, Kyle Hendricks never goes like an enormous amount of innings. Um, you know, he, he's consistent, but it's not like we're going to see him for seven innings out there unless he's throwing a no hitter or something. Um, but yeah, with Lynn, oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, unless it was the game I went to best, but it's not 2018, 2018, he pitched like eight innings and just dominated us. <laughs> yeah, but didn't we blow him up last year? Was I know it was John Lester and who was the other one? I feel like we did. Okay, I know we shelled him against Giolito in 2019. I think. No, we shelled him against it was Ivan Nova during the Great Hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. That was a, he was actually an okay starter for a little bit. Not great. Yeah, we destroyed John Lester. That was great. I wish he was still here. We own him. Um, now he's with the Cardinals, which is somehow a worse place to be than the Cubs. Um, so, yeah, for today, um, I'm going to predict, like, four or five to one us. Um... I think no, I'm gonna go five to two actually. I think Lynn gives up a solo home run and he gives up no, he doesn't give up anything after that. He goes six innings and Bummer makes a mistake on a no wait. No. No. Bummer doesn't make any mistakes. Uh gets the gets the seventh and the eighth. Kimbrell shuts him down in the ninth. That's my prediction. I like Bummer. Give me, give me Bummer in the seventh and eighth, please. I, lo- I, he's underrated. I love Bummer. I'm going Sox four two. Four two. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go six seven. Strikes out about seven or eight. Um, and he gives up some sort of run. Probably, uh, I'm gonna go. Full prediction, Ian Happ's going to hit a home run. Mm. 
He's sneaky. He's sneaky. If he can get back to his 2020 form. Um, I'm going to go Hernandez homers in his first game off Hendricks. No, Hernandez homers for the first time off Hendricks. And Anderson maybe mm, two RBI double or something. Something like that. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Hernandez Homers. Yeah, I I I'm I I think that guy's gonna actually like I said, he's gonna hit his home run no matter what, but I think it's gonna be today. So um yeah, but Cubs, uh, hopefully a, a Sox sweep. If not, at least get the series win. Like, this is just getting... Five out of seven dropped to the Royals. Seriously? Come on. And, you know, people are wondering why the offense is struggling. Would we like to reveal that? I, th I, think, I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, if you guys have noticed, the offensive has struggled for the last month. You know who's been out for the last month? Is Money Grandal. Not a coincidence. It's uh, probably our most important hitter, I would say. We've uh, he's he's definitely our most important hitter. Um, super talented. Also, we need his defense back, please. Like, Zavala... Okay, we can debate this, but I'd way rather have Sebi Zavala over Zach Collins right now. I... I can't... Lucas Giolito needs a change of scenery in the catching department. I think he needs Grandal. And I think him and Grandal are going to form a nice bond, actually, when they send down Collins. So, I, you can't just keep a player up while they continue to struggle just because, a, just because one of your pitchers need them. You can't sacrifice the will of the team for that. I'm sorry. Sebi Zavala needs the reps more. He really does. And I'm liking what pitchers are saying about Vizvala. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, yeah, bad game yesterday, but that happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. Collins just has... I don't know what was going on with Collins. Um, I don't want to slander a guy who apparently got a death threat. Um, but... Uh, guys, this... Look at his FRM, look at his DRS, look at any defensive statistic that ever existed, and Zach Collins is just not a good catcher. I mean, I would say Salvador Perez is better than Zach Collins at defense and framing. Do you know how dif difficult that is? It's, it's, it's incredibly difficult. Salvador Perez is probably the worst defensive slash framer uh, catching wise ever ever he has like a negative 75 frm career it's insane 
It's insane. And he still wins like a million gold gloves. That's whatever. Um, sometimes it's always terrible. I, I hate gold gloves. Austin Hedges for gold glove, personally. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think... Um, so, again, I think sweep of the Cubs. Um, we'll recap the Cubs series next time, and then preview the Twins series. Um, interesting stretch coming up. Please take five out of six for for White Sox fans' sanity. I think I think they need that for now. Um, I don't think that's asking for too much, considering you just dropped five out of seven to the Royals. Um, this lineup looks a lot better when Luis Robert and Yasmani Grandal's name are inscribed in it. So, Robert to be back for the Twins series, and more than likely Grandal back for the Yankees Field of Dream series, if not sooner. I don't know. Um, we'll see, but Grandal's been out for a month now, so, who knows, probably be back soon. Alright, so thanks for, uh, tuning into the first episode of the Put It On The Board podcast. Again, I am White Sox City, um, and that, that was White Sox Orbit, so thank you for joining, man. Thank you for having me. Yep. And, uh, thank you for listening to all of you, um... And uh, go Sox, as always. Let's actually get some wins against the Cubs for once.